Welcome to The Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here is your host for the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes. Welcome in to the one station for all the fantasy football nation. Welcome to the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Got your host, Chris Jakes. We continue the 2018 NFL free agency preview taking a look at the available wide receivers on the market and which team makes the most sense. But first, got a little NFL news. NFL news. And we're going to hit on some news that we missed from last week. So Jimmy Garoppolo signs an outrageous contract, five years, $137.5 million to remain the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Garoppolo, now the highest paid quarterback on a yearly basis. And after Josh McDaniel screwed over the Indianapolis Colts, Frank Reich, former Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator, now becomes the new Colts head coach. On the show today, could the New York Jets land Kirk Cousins? Some big free agents are expected to be franchise tagged. The Browns want to reunite with a former standout playmaker. The Raiders are interested in bringing in another old-ass running back. And the Minnesota Vikings are interested in an unproven quarterback to take the reins in Minnesota. The Buffalo Bills surprisingly are not going to release Tyrod Taylor. And if I were Tyrod Taylor, I would be pissed. You're going to regulate my ass to the bench, backing up Mr. Five Interception first half, Nate Peterman. Kidding me? If I were Tyrod, I'd go right to the agent and be like, hey, Get me the hell out of here. Kick his ass to the curb. Old guys. One more little tidbit of running back news. John Gruden came out and said that he wants a full-time Marshawn Lynch. I'm pretty shocked that they're looking to bring his old ass back for another season. I thought for sure this was going to be a one-and-done a one-year type of deal. There's no way they can give Marshawn Lynch the workload, the feature back role. He's not a workhorse anymore. They cannot give him that feature back role. At this point, he's more like Jerome Bettis at the end of his career. Just a plotter, goal line type of guy. But I want to revisit last week's show when we did the running backs. We hit on running backs last week, and I said it makes the most sense for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Le'Veon Bell to part ways. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Hot takes. Hot, 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 hot. Rants of greatness. I cannot believe the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise Le'Veon Bell. Absolutely ridiculous. They're going to pay that man over $12 million in 2018 alone if they don't come to a long-term agreement. I do think a long-term deal, well, I can't say long-term. I can say a two- to three-year deal is in the realm of possibility now at this point and I think they'll probably get something done. I just cannot believe that they invested that much money in the running back position with an aging Ben Roethlisberger. Antonio Brown's hitting his 30s now. You got a defense that needs a lot of work. And that window's closing. That window is 
closing. And you would think that they would want to use that money to surround Big Ben with quality talent around him on both sides of the ball. This is the Jets move. This is a Browns move. This is this just reeks of desperation. Just reeks of desperation, man. Smells like ass. Who the hell shit their pants? If I was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I'd be really pissed off by this news. Now, Grendy, you want the player. You want the player. But you don't want to invest over $12 million for a damn running back when you have huge needs at other positions. You drafted James Conner in the third round last year just to keep his ass on the bench once again for 2018 and probably for the foreseeable future. Bell's 26 years old. He's already played five seasons in the league. And I gave you guys a stat last week that shows that running backs are far more productive in their first five years than their next five. Bell wanted quarterback money. I'm sure he's still going to try to get it as these negotiations continue. But dude's got an injury history as well as a suspension history. I mean, he touched the ball over 400 times last year. 400 touches. The Amish ass. The workhorse. Le'Veon Bell. And running backs that have that much work in a single season, dude, they fall off a cliff. Just like a Terrell Davis and Jamal Anderson, man. Those are two prime examples of guys that were just real, true workhorse backs that just fell off the wagon just in a matter of seconds, just in a second. Just like that, man. Blink of an eye, they were trash. It's a lot of money for one position that does not define. Look at Barry Sanders. If the Detroit Lions gave Barry Sanders $15 million a year in his prime, I could see that. The Lions were a terrible organization for a long time, and Barry Sanders, for as great as he was, all-time great running back, wasn't an impact player for his, for his team. He did not carry his team to the playoffs each year. No. Le'Veon Bell, I don't care if he runs for 2,000 yards and catches for 1,000 yards. He's not going to lead that team anywhere. But getting back to James Conner, the Steelers drafted him in the third round, 2017 NFL draft. He's a local kid. He's a big kid. He's six foot one, 235. He's built similarly to, to Le'Veon Bell. And the Steelers historically have been a running back mill. I mean, they turn out productive running backs better than any other organization in the NFL. The only organization that did it better probably was the late 90s Denver Broncos. Roethlisberger had a terrific 2017. There's no doubt about it. But dude's going to be 36 in two weeks. I just really thought Pittsburgh would have been smarter with their money and would have spread that money out to field a better team for 2018. Because I think at this point, Antonio Brown's going to be 30 before the start of the season. I mean, why on earth would they pay over $12 million for running back? I just cannot get over that. It's not like they needed to sign Bell or to keep Bell around to sell tickets. Steelers fans, as we know, are as loyal as they come. They're going to still come to the field. You know, they're not going to just go away because Le'Veon Bell's gone. But with this move, man, I just really think it's safe to say now, the big three of Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell, I think they've gone now as far as they're going to go. I think this is. I think last year was it. That was their last big run. I mean, they really needed to needed to retool that defense. They gave up 45 points to Blake effing Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars at home, at home in the AFC divisional round of the playoffs. Drunk history. My life story. Utter disappointment. They lost their key defensive contributor in Ryan Shazier. It's a tough situation there for him. Really pulling for him, hoping he comes through. He's not going to be playing in 2018, but man, 
I'm glad that he's got feeling all of his extremities and he's up moving around. That's great to see. But man, I just cannot believe Steelers did not spread the ball on defense because just as how they're known for producing running backs, they are just as well known as much so, if not more so, of producing elite defenses. These guys usually turn out a strong defense practically every season, especially at the linebacker position. This one just bothers me. I mean, Bell's a very talented player. He is. But the stats show me that he's lost a step, man. His yards per carry were a full yard lower last year in 2017 than each of the previous two years by a full yard. A full yard. Not to mention it was his lowest yards per carry since his rookie season. And I've kind of been hitting on this all season as well, man, for y'all that have been listening. But uh, just to reiterate, too, on another fact here, Le'Veon Bell's longest run of 2017 was 27 yards. That's LeGarrette Blunt territory right there. That's who runs for 27 yards as a long for the season. LeGarrette effing Blunt, man. I think an ideal contract for Le'Veon Bell would have been three years, 21 mil, 15 to 17 guaranteed. Just a short-term deal. Seven million a year, seven million a year for running back. That's damn good money for that position. And I would have been just fine with that. Because Bell is talented. He is. Can't stress that enough. I, I do believe in his talent. But I do believe he lost a step. And I do believe there comes a point where you gotta make a decision, and oftentimes a tough decision, on where you draw the line to pay players at certain positions. This is why the Patriots and Bill Belichick are successful in doing this. And other teams are not, man. They fall in love. They fall in love with these MFers. Is it gay? Clouds their judgment. And just to back up my point here real quick on why I don't think the Steelers are ever going to get past the AFC Championship game. Take a look at this. I'm going to run down a list of the top running backs from each of the last 10 Super Bowl champions, all right? The list. So this past year, 2017, they had a committee in Philadelphia with Jay Ajayi, LeGarrette Blunt, and you can throw Corey Clemente in there if you choose. 2016, the Patriots leading Russia there, LeGarrette Blunt. year before that, 2015, you had C.J. Anderson, Ronnie Hillman, that kind of combination there for Denver. The year before, 2014, you had LeGarrette Blunt. The year before that, 2013, you had Marshawn Lynch, followed by Justin Forsett in 2012. Brennan Jacobs, Ahmad Bradshaw in 2011. Ryan Grant, James Starks, a little dose of John Kuhn. Kuhn in 2010. Pierre Thomas for the Saints at nine. And Richard Mendehall and Willie Parker, 2008. Now, if all those names just ran down, only Marshawn Lynch was considered elite in the year his team won the Super Bowl. None of those other running backs are elite. I even go as far as to say that a lot of those running backs were flashes in the pan, man. Just a flash in the pan. All right, man. Rant's over. Moving on here. But there's some other news I want to get to real quick for this week. Time for the Fantasy Sports Studios Quick Hitter News Update. So Trevor Simeon is a French poodle with a tree branch shoved up its ass. Is on the trading block for the Denver Broncos. Who the hell is going to trade for that dumpster fire quarterback? That AIDS-filled whore, Jenny. Absolutely no one. 
Never liked her. She had small tits anyway. That's the equivalent to someone in your fantasy league dangling Terrence Williams' non-talent ass, or better yet, man, the annoying son of a bitch in your league who consistently offers trades that are somewhere along the line of, uh, or equivalent to, offering Frank Gore and Deshaun Jackson for OBJ. I mean, get a effing grip, John Elway. What the hell are you smoking, man? He must have been shotgunning Zima and smoking a weed crack combo, man, up in that gay crack house in Virginia Beach. Butt fucker, drunk day. What the hell are you smoking? Betty White's shit-stained asshole. Elway, man. Man, I'm a little fired up here right now. All right, other news. Doug Martin was released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So what does this mean for Peyton Barber? Is he going to be the feature back they're going to roll with, or are they going to sign somebody? Clearly, they're going to sign somebody. Jaquiz Rogers, definitely a flash in the pan since we were just talking about flash in the pan running backs. Jaquiz Rogers is definitely that. Peyton Barber, we'll, we'll kind of see. The verdict's still out on him. Got to see what he can do. I do expect Tampa to bring in a running back, either through via free agency or the NFL draft. And they're going to bring in a plotter. Guarantee it. They'll get a blunt return, possibly. Maybe an Isaiah Crowell. I think Latavius Murray would be a really good fit there if he uh, were somehow not to end up re-signing or staying with the Minnesota Vikings. So I think regardless, though, I think Tampa Bay, I think it's going to be a committee, backfield by committee. I think that's what they're going to roll with this year. Payton Barber probably gets the first crack at it, regardless of who they bring in, unless it's a really big name, which I don't expect is going to happen. But the best fit for Doug Martin, man, where I think he's going to end up, I think Martin could end up in New England. I think Miami is a good possibility as well. They kind of need that big running back to kind of run through the middle. The Colts, Frank Gore's not coming back. The Colts already said that they are not, they have no interest at all in re-signing Frank Gore. No surprise. Marlon Mack did flash a little bit, man. So, hey, I kind of like Marlon Mack. I want to see how that was going to play out there. But Doug Martin, Colts could be a good spot for him there. I think the Detroit Lions are an option. How about the Carolina Panthers? Are they going to keep rolling with Jonathan Stewart's old ass out there? His old broken down ass? More useless than a widowed geriatric with Viagra. So, man, I'm pretty pumped, I got to say. I kind of like how all these little things are starting to trickle down. Man. All these little moves are starting to happen. All these little cuts, tags. Starting to get a nice little picture here heading up to free agency, which kicks off in just three and a half weeks. Some other NFL news to hit on real quick. You got Alshon Jeffrey who played the entire 2017 of the Torn Rotator Cuff. Damn. I've had a Torn Rotator Cuff, and man, that is no fun. I don't know how the hell he could, how he had no trouble. They must have been shooting him up with some, a lot of painkillers, man, because lifting your arms up over your head like that consistently, going for the ball, trying to make catches, make plays, that is damn difficult. Now, Jeffrey only had 57 catches for 739, but he did have nine touchdowns. I'm really liking Alshon Jeffrey for 2018. He's a guy that you're going to be able to acquire via trade probably five weeks into the season because I don't think he's going to do a whole lot with Nick Foles there if Nick Foles is a starting quarterback for the first month and a half. But, man, when Carson Wentz returns, I think him and Jeffrey could go off, could go off down the stretch and into your fantasy football playoffs. That's one of my guys I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing how the whole situation in Philly plays out with the quarterback situation and and Jeffrey's health, of course, because that's another thing that could definitely sway you away from him is that dude is always hurt, always. So, I mean, it's definitely kind of encouraging news, I suppose, that Jeffrey was dealing with that shoulder injury, still caught nine touchdowns, had a hell of a Super Bowl. 
But like I said, you got to take it with a grain of salt because it is a little worrisome too because that's just another injury and what has been an extensive injury history in dude's fairly short career. This is going to be his, what, sixth or seventh season now? Sixth season. One more thing about running backs before we move on here. And man, I love this one. The New York Jets came out a few days ago and said Bilal Powell is a complimentary running back. No shit. Been saying it for over a year now. Powell is a decent third down running back. Nothing more. Sounds like big worms, shit stained underpants. Just had to get that off my chest. It rhymes with semen. One more bit of news here real quick. Show me the money. The New York Jets say they are willing to pay whatever it takes to land Kirk Cousins. Time to pay up, you cheap son of a bitch. Time to flex. Bringing you additional news in the world of entertainment. Before we get back to football, I do want to hit on a few things from this past week. Number one. Viral video of the week. Fergie sang the national anthem during the NBA All-Star Game. She tried to infuse a jazz flair into it, and it wasn't well received. For me personally, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was great. What I did think were two things. One, Fergie hasn't aged too well, man. I mean, she still looked decent from a distance, but HD was not kind to her up close. You could see wrinkles cracking through the makeup cake, and she's got more veins popping out than Terry Crews with a constipation issue. Time to take the laxative. And number two uh, takeaways from that uh, Fergie performance. I always wondered what the hell Fergie is as far as her ethnicity. Is she A, mixed, B, Hispanic, C, Caucasian, what? I mean, what the hell is she? I actually had to Google this and uh, I found the answer. And the answer is D, all of the above. She's got more of a mix than a crock pot at a soup kitchen. I wonder how many employers took her application seriously when the application asked to choose your ethnicity and she just checks all the little boxes. I guess she's got a leg up on the competition when it comes to college applications, though. Not sure if she ever filled one out or not. All right, moving on. Number two. Patriots safety Devin McCourty says the team knew all week leading up to Super Bowl 52 that Malcolm Butler was not going to play. And that, to me, is just further confirmation that Bill Belichick is an arrogant dick. He's a great coach. But he's an egomaniacal asshole. Just an egomaniacal dickhead. Dumb shit on the internet. All right, number three. We had a wardrobe malfunction in the Winter Olympics. I don't watch the Winter Olympics. I just don't find any of the sports interesting. But ice dancing, didn't even know that was an Olympic event, had a pretty interesting moment when French skater Gabriella Papadakis had her titty fall out near the completion of her performance. And upon further review, it appeared that uh, that titty had a, had a yellow residue, like a glue-like substance, which is illegal and thus uh, will cost her five yards and a loss of down. 
I will say this. She did a great job of recovering from the word jump malfunction. She didn't even let the titty fall out affect her one bit. Unlike last year's NFL Combine, when I don't know if you all remember this, but Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones uh, from Mississippi State, I believe, came out and ran the 40-yard dash. And about three quarters of the way through it, dude's a dick just fell out of his drawers. And he decided to go full belly flop across that finish line to hide it. Whatever you do, do it balls out. I think more people remember me from running with my c*** out than or whatever I did at the combine. If I could do it all over again, I'd do it in the same way, man. Make it fall out probably at the 5 instead of the 10 this time. And it kind of went unnoticed initially until Rich Eisen was, uh, I guess you could say, uh, pretty impressed by the Jones package as he uh, comfortably spattered out the process as being long and hard. It's just everybody stay upright, people, because these guys, if they fall, they fall down hard and long. Fantasy free agents. Free agency. So the Miami Dolphins have designated Jarvis Landry with the franchise tag for this upcoming season. Kind of disappointed, but expected. I think the only other destination he could really have ended up with it would have been with the Giants. That would have been a hell of a combination between him and OBJ. Former college teammates, I would have really have liked that for the Giants. But uh, no surprise, he's returning to Miami. I'm sure they're going to try to work out a deal sometime before training camp. If they reach one, that remains to be seen. So Sammy Watkins, he's one of my top three unrestricted free agents for 2018. I think there's two key spots for him to sign. And that's the LA Rams, return to the Rams, another year with golf, build that chemistry, have a whole offseason to work together. Adam Gase, you know he's going to try to get a big body receiver like Watkins involved more in the passing game downfield. Watkins did help you with touchdowns, but not much else. It was hit or miss, very unpredictable. Hard to play him consistently. But the Dallas Cowboys, they desperately need Sammy Watkins. That just smells like Jerry Jones all over that, doesn't it? That just reeks of Jerry's world. Jerry likes the big name. He likes the big receiver. It could be a match made in heaven there in Dallas. I think a sleeper team that could come up and sign him is the Carolina Panthers. Another guy who was expected to be franchised, like Landry, is Allen Robinson. So it looks like he's going to remain with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I would have liked to have seen him go to Oakland with uh, with John Gruden there, Derek Carr. I think it would have been a nice little spot for him. Allen Robinson and Blake Bortles, man, their chemistry was way off the last 19 games that they've been on the field together. I think Robinson remaining in Jacksonville is a good thing, though. I think it is. I still do believe that Jacksonville will retain Blake Bortles. I think Bortles will most likely still be the starting quarterback going into the 2018 season. But there's still a chance. There's still a chance. That Tom Coughlin could be like, hey, let's bring in somebody in. Let's bring in somebody to, if anything, at least light a fire under Bortles' ass to really put in the work and try to get more friggin' accurate, man. Or they might just bring in somebody and say, hey, Bortles, hey, thanks for getting us to uh, where you did, but you know what? You kind of suck, and uh, you were the you were the Achilles, Achilles heel for our season last year, which he was. They had a decent friggin' quarterback. And you know what? Bortles played well in the playoffs. I'll give him that. But if they had, like, a real legit quarterback, Jacksonville may have damn well won the Super Bowl. 
And sticking with the Jacksonville Jaguars, how about Robinson's teammates and Bortles' teammate, Marquise Lee? Now that Robinson is going to be tagged, I think that's been. I think that spells the end of Marquise Lee in Jacksonville. I would love to see Marquise Lee go to the New Orleans Saints. Love it, or the 49ers for that matter. I think either either one of those two spots would be fantastic for him. I think Lee could really build off what he's done the last year and a half in Jacksonville, and I think he could really turn into be a top 20 wide receiver for 2018 if he were to land in one of those two destinations. Terrell Pryor, Cleveland wants him back. Only God knows why, because they got Josh Gordon, they got Corey Coleman, two good receivers, two legitimate starting wide receivers in the NFL. And Josh Gordon, as we know, has a potential and has been an elite stud superstar wide receiver. Even Rashad Higgins didn't play that poorly in 2017. I mean, Cleveland's got 99 problems, but wide receiver ain't one of them. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I, I got, got 99, 99 problems, problems, but a wide receiver. Got- so I don't know if they're bringing Terrell Pryor back to uh, play quarterback, possibly, because when Hugh Jackson was a coach in Oakland, guess who was his quarterback for a brief period of time? That was Terrell Pryor. So maybe they're going to switch him back to quarterback. Who the hell knows? Obviously, they're not going to. I'm just wondering why the hell they're going to bring Terrell Pryor in, another big body wide receiver when they already have him. Where the hell are they going to play him? Where the hell are they going to play him? Unless they move Coleman in the slot or something. Or Josh Gordon, for that matter, because Josh Gordon can play the slot a little bit. But who the hell is going to throw the damn ball to him? That's what I want to know. Pryor's value is totally contingent on the depth chart and who's throwing the rock in Cleveland. All right, next we got Dontrell Inman. Dontrell Inman. Mid-season acquisition by the Chicago Bears from the Los Angeles Chargers. And I'm pretty sure Inman's going to remain in Chicago. I don't think his stock is very high right now among many teams in the league. I think he's a tad overrated, to be honest. I think the two destinations for him are Chicago or Kansas City. Let's move on to Eric Decker here. How about this one? So Eric Decker, disappointing year in Tennessee, but Rashard Matthews is really the only decent wide receiver that you could play there. Corey Davis. Hurt for a lot of the year. Marcus Mario just blew ball sack. He is garbage. Decker, I think, either returns to the Denver Broncos or he just could return to the, he could go to the New York Giants. I think those are the two main spots for him. And Decker's fantasy production is pretty much irrelevant at this point in his career. Next, we got Mike Wallace, free agent from Baltimore. You know what, real quick, I think Eric Decker, I think Arizona could be a dark horse for Eric Decker services there. All right, anyway, Mike Wallace. So Joe Flacco didn't do any anybody any favors, at least not for the wide receivers or the team in 2017. Ben Watson had a pretty good season with him, but man, Mike Wallace, disappointing year. I think he, there's a good chance he could return to Baltimore, but I'd have to say I think Tampa Bay is the best landing spot for him to go. I mean, Tampa tried it with Deshaun Jackson last year. It didn't really work out for them. Deshaun Jackson... He just appears to be a shell of himself, and I think Mike Wallace could really be the guy that they were looking for last year, opposite Mike Evans, to actually take away some of the defense and be a little bit productive on the other side of the field. If Mike Wallace goes to Tampa, he could be a wide receiver three, wide receiver four for 2018. All right, next we got Dante Moncrief. Still a young guy, man. I can't believe he's only like 24 years old. Seems like he's been around forever. But uh, never been a fan of of, uh, Moncrief here. I think there's two destinations he could go as well. I think it's going to be either a return to the Colts 
or the Dallas Cowboys. Not really worried about uh, projecting Moncrief at the moment. Let's go. Let's, we got to just see where he's going to end up here. How about Danny Amendola, Mr. Playoff Hero? Sucks in the regular season, so no point in fantasy, really. Dude's hurt a lot. I think he returns to New England, or I could see Miami making a play for him as well. You know, I think New Orleans could be a good spot for him, too. Amendola, unless he goes to a pass-heavy offense and is going to be the starting slot wide receiver, I mean, that's the only way he's going to have fantasy relevance. Next, we got Paul Richardson, who definitely flashed the potential in 2017 with Seattle. And I'm, th- I'm thinking he's going to remain in Seattle. I think Detroit could be a dark horse and maybe even Chicago. All right, next, we got Jordan Matthews. Acquired from the Buffalo Bills from the Philadelphia Eagles early on in the season. I've got three destinations where I could see Jordan Matthews ending up here. And I'm going to say, I think Dallas is the favorite to land him. I think Baltimore is also right there. I think Carolina is definitely in play for his services as well. Next, we got Bruce Ellington, a guy I really liked a lot coming out of the preseason. Very athletic guy. Fights for the ball. Just very inconsistent player. Now, having said that, I think he could return to Houston. I think Indianapolis is a possibility as well. But my favorite spot for him would be the 49ers. I think with the 49ers, a return to the 49ers who drafted his ass, I think he could definitely be a low-end wide receiver three if he were to earn a starting role out there with Jimmy G. Next, we got John Brown. For y'all that listen to the show, you, you know John Brown is also one of my biggest overrated guys whom I've never been high on. He's either sick, hurt, or flat-out shitty. It's usually all three at the same time. I don't think he's got any value. I think a return to Arizona is possible. I'd even say more likely because that team's getting kind of long in the tooth there, especially on offense. But I could see the Oakland Raiders and the Washington Redskins also being a play for him. Next, we got Kendall Wright. Led the Chicago Bears in receiving in 2017. I think he could return to Chicago. But I like him to go to Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. Because you got a couple of Chiefs wide receivers here that are also UFAs. And that's DeAnthony Thomas and Albert Wilson. I think Albert Wilson stays in Kansas City. DeAnthony Thomas, he may as well because I don't think he's got any value out there. I'm sure he'll return on a pretty cheap deal for the Chiefs. And we got a winner to announce for the prize pack trivia from last week. And that's Ed Dolan in Royal Palm Beach, Florida. Congratulations to Ed. Winner of the three for three prize pack, which includes the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast fan pack, along with a brand new Carson Wentz Philadelphia Eagles jersey. Congratulations to him. All right, guys, that's all the time we got for today. Stay tuned for next week. When we close out the free agency preview, we're hitting on tight ends. And we're also going to be previewing the NFL Combine. Telling you, man. I'm borderline psychopath when it comes to football. I actually watch that shit. I actually watch fat men run. I watch fat men lift. And I watch athletes run around doing shit. I do, man. Ha! Gay! It's kind of crazy. What is that? He's watched more men sweat than an Amish plantation. I mean, I don't like to admit that to many people, to be honest. You don't want to be that guy 
that just comes out and says, oh, hey, I watched the NFL Combine. They'll look at you like you're a fucking retard. They'll come to your house, take all your money, and then beat the shit out of you. Happened to me a couple of times. But yes, I am uh, am that, that damn crazy. So I will be giving you guys some names to keep your eye on when the NFL Combine kicks off next week. We've got some good things coming up on the show. Jeff will be returning. He's on vacation celebrating his one-year anniversary with his wife. Jeff takes more vacations than a repeat offender. Just saying. Not saying Jeff's in jail, but dude goes away quite often. If y'all haven't figured that out yet. Dude's just living the life, man. Good for you, buddy. Please subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. You can listen to us anywhere and everywhere. Broadcasting on every major platform. So till next week, when we hit on the 2018 free agent tight ends and preview the 2018 NFL Combine, have a great week. Keep listening to the show, and we will talk to you guys soon. See ya! Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Email the show at theflex at fantasysportstudios.com.